When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you. <laughs> Amazing. In some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, second hour, Clay and Buck is rocking and rolling right now. I've got a lot to talk to you about. This uh, tech hearing on Capitol Hill, some fireworks going on. The uh, D.C. political media very attuned to this one. Um, this is one of those rare moments of, it seems, uh, bipartisan agreement. This is kind of hate big tech on Capitol Hill day. Uh it is, it is the, the, uh, what are the, the, the three minutes hate, two minutes hate of Emmanuel Goldstein. I'm trying to remember. What was the, was it 1984? Was it two minutes hate or three minutes hate? Um, you know what I'm talking about when they had to all shout their anger and rage. Um, I think the big tech hearing is going to result in not very much other than sound bites, but let, let's talk about it. Let's get into some of this. I mean, the big headline right now, Clay, is, Lawmakers saying, quote, you have blood on your hands to tech CEOs. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty, uh, intense allegation. That's pretty severe. So let's see what they say. Here we go. We have Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. Um, and, uh, yeah, here he is saying that social media doesn't actually, this is cut one, harm teen health. Play it. With so much of our lives spent on mobile devices and social media, it's important to look into the effects on teen mental health and well-being. I take this very seriously. Mental health is a complex issue, and the existing body of scientific work has not shown a causal link between using social media and young people having worse mental health outcomes. A recent National Academies of Science report evaluated over 300 studies and found that research, quote, did not support the conclusion that social media causes changes in adolescent mental health at the population level, end quote. 
Okay, Clay, a few things. Just let me give you a few of the headline takeaways here from CNN as we dive into this. Senator Lindsey Graham, quote, the dark side of social media products is too great to live with. This is also from CNN. Senator Amy Klobuchar, visibly upset while questioning CEOs. Uh, and then they've got a South Carolina lawmaker suing Instagram after his son died by suicide. It goes through this at some, at some length. Okay. I got a few things here that I want to dive into with you. One is, uh, what are these legislature, legislators, uh, suggesting be done? And two, can we have a conversation about how tech platforms are largely information dissemination vehicles the same way that, you know, you can use a phone and threaten someone's life and, and, and you could make them depressed and you could, you know, do psychological damage to them. Social media can do the same thing. So I think there has to be some specificity in this conversation about what they want to do about it and how they think there's a way forward. I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this uh, again as a, as a parent and in my own experience. So. Buck, I, I think my thesis in general is that you're in my generation and you're basically my generation, even though you're a millennial and I'm the last year of Gen X. We grew up by and large in an era without the internet in our early youth in terms of an all encompassing way. And, but we're old, but we were not so old that we didn't understand how the internet worked. So I feel like we're kind of a bridge generation because people who are older than us, let's say you're listening to us right now and you're 60 or older, the Internet came along long after you were grown. Um, and so, you know, it's just kind of something that you layered on. And I think in general that's more complicated. But I feel like we kind of had the perfect uh, raising in the 80s and the 90s where you had a real-world raising but you weren't immersed online, but then you understood as you became a teenager or got older in your 20s and 30s how the Internet worked. And I think that's so healthy because I see people now that, and I think about it not only for my kids, but also we have a lot of, I still consider them kids. At some point you get older and you start thinking anybody in their 20s still kind of a kid, right? Um, college kids, I call them, whatever. They have, they have grown up entirely online. And... I don't think it's, again, I just come back to it. It's not, in my opinion, it is not a coincidence that mental health fell off a cliff right as social media took root. And part of it is not just social media, Buck. It's the combination of social media, and for those of you watching on video, I'm holding up my phone right now, it's social media and a computer in your pocket. Because it is, I think, impossible to recognize how much life has changed with phones. Some of it's for the better, right? I mean, I my favorite thing about my phone is probably Uber, honestly, because the idea that I if you ever tried to get a taxi cab back in the 90s in much of America, it was almost impossible. I mean, like you couldn't get a taxi cab in Nashville unless you were coming out of a bar at 2 a.m. and they were just lined up there. You couldn't get a ride anywhere. So the idea that I can just be on a corner and I can get a car in five minutes and it's reasonable cost is amazing to me. But the way that people define themselves based on the uh, social media universe 
It's scary. I just, and, and, and I think it's toxic. I think it, I think social media is the cigarettes of our generation. So, so, so here's what I, what I want to know. And, and I, I, there's so many parents listening. If you have, um, strong thoughts on this issue, remember this is given what's going on in the world, Congress or the Senate's holding this hearing today on Capitol Hill. Mark Zuckerberg is there. I mean, they're bringing in. It's, it's, I'm trying to find all the different, it's the Twitter, all the big CEO, ones. like everybody, all everybody. The, yeah. It's all the big tech CEOs. It's the CEOs of Meta, TikTok, Snap, Discord, X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, all of this, right? And, and here's what I, what I see though is, well, you don't want to ban social media. Okay. Cause there's actually a lot of good and a lot of companies and a lot of things that rely on different social media applications. Um, you know, uh, that, that's, I think, one part of it. And ultimately, I, I feel like this is up to parents. If you're talking about protecting kids when it comes to social media, it's really up to parents for the most part. I'm not saying there aren't things that maybe could be done, I'm sure, although I want to hear what the specifics are. Um, what, what should be done? Well, I think that, you know, Clay, you said you let, you don't let your son on social media until he's 16, right? I mean, for me, that seems reason, that, that seems about right. I, I don't think 13 year olds need to be on social media. I definitely don't think 10 year olds need to be on social media. Um, I think that people, and I see this, and I'm not a parent, I know, but I, I'm an observant fellow. Um, people use iPads as like stand in babysitters instead of human beings. There's way too much of that going on. Um, I, you know, I, I just see this increasingly as it's about parenting. I mean, you, some of these arguments were made about television. They were certainly yeah. made about video games. Oh, video games will rot your brain. Unless you're Elon Musk, who stays up until 4 a.m. playing video games many nights and is the richest guy in the world and is changing the world we live in, right? Like, you know, it's all about balance. It's all about having boundaries and understanding. And I think that on social media, for example, you know, first of all, I would assume, is this the case? Parents should all have all the passwords and full access to anyone under 18 social media, period, full stop, right? So that's one thing. And I don't know how easy it is to set that up, but I would assume that that's possible to do, right? So you can see every interaction, everything that's going on. That's a safety thing as much as it is also a mental health thing. Um, I don't know what, I mean, like, what do you think needs to be done, right? Cause right now, Lindsey Graham yelling about how social media companies have blood on your hands is hysterical theatrics. It's, oh, so, you know, I'm, I'm making such a big deal of this. Okay, Lindsey, what do you want to do? So my, yeah. My thought would be, and I'm not claiming that I'm some kind of an expert on this, although I am active in media, I am active on social media, I think I understand it better than the average parent would, uh, we don't get phones for our kids until they are 14. Um, some people will say that's too early, some people will say that's too late. Uh, 14 seems to me like a reasonable age where a kid could have access to a phone um, and... A lot of that is to help with him, and and frankly, I like to be able to know where he is. Uh, but so fourteen, social media at sixteen. So if and and I I'm not telling other parents what they should do. I'm saying what my wife and I have decided to do with our our kids. Um, I think you shouldn't be able to have a social media account until you are uh, honestly sixteen at, at the earliest. And I think that the metas of the world and the Twitters of the world and you should have to establish how old you are legitimately to be able to get on to have a social I mean, media you know, account. When I, when I was, uh, like a freshman in high school, if I had had the ability to, to talk to girls my own age on social, I, I, 
I don't think I would have learned, I would have failed algebra too. I, you know, I would have done anything else, right? So we were lucky in the sense that you didn't have these constant, yes. uh, you know, social interaction tools that aren't real. The other part, it's not real social interaction. That's the problem. I mean, it, 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 it is in the sense that you're talking to people, but it's not in the sense that real human beings in person is still special. It's still more worthwhile. Yeah. And even remember the telephone. It was a big deal. I bet a lot of you out there remember the Star 6-9 era. If you had a brother or sister, somebody was always on the phone. But mom and dad could always pick up the phone and know who it was. Or mom and dad could answer the phone. And there was something to be said for being a boy or a girl, calling another boy or a girl and having to talk to a parent in order to be able to be on the phone with them. And you knew, again, mom and dad could pick that phone up at any point. Or your brother and your sister could, right? There was a uh, interaction associated with it. And what I would just say in general is when you are a teenager, everybody is racked with self-doubt. You're growing. You're changing. Instagram in particular to me is so fake. It is everybody's best photo that they've ever taken. It is everybody's best vacation that they've ever taken. And if you're a 14-year-old girl, and whoever the prettiest 14-year-old girl is in your class or the richest 14-year-old girl, and she has the best clothes, and she has the best friends, and she has the best trips, I can see how if you're constantly forced to marinate in somebody else's... Remember, it's not the real world that it's they somebody live else's in, but it's fantasy, artificial. Essentially. Yeah. yeah, they're artificial Somebody else's fantasy. And then you see if... There are six kids that you thought you were friends with, and they all go to the mall, or they all go see a movie, and they post it. I don't think it's coincidental that teen mental health has collapsed at the exact same time that phones and social media, because I do think they're connected. Everybody's got them in their pocket. And, Buck, to your point, you can't escape. You know, if you were a kid and you didn't like school, and there are a lot of people out there, you might have to be there from 7 o'clock to 2.30 or whatever it is, but then you get home. And you can have your own life outside of that world. It never ends. You're always Snapchatting. You're always uh, on group text. You're always well, interacting. Well, think, you can't think about develop the as a real person. Think about the pressure to create what is effectively your own individual brand online. Right? Everyone now is a brand in the online social media world. Whether you think of yourself that way or not, it's here's my best fishing photos. And like, here's me with my family. And like, look yes. at how cute my dog is. And look, we're, we're all... Anyone who's using social media, some of our audience isn't on at all, by the way. Congratulations. Those in the radio, they're like, yeah, I don't mess with any of that stuff. So you guys are, and gals are, uh, ahead of the curve. But you're the people who were not smoking, uh, you know, in 1940 when everybody else was smoking all day long every day. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think, um, I think that this is, it's just a bigger conversation with more facets. Than just, you know, ban TikTok and like Facebook should be able to be sued and repeal Section 230. The people who say repeal Section 230, the problem is with this is if, if, if you think that that's going to mean that all of a sudden they're going to be these benevolent actors running these social media companies, it just means they're going to crack down even more, actually. They're going to have even stricter and more arbitrary guidelines that they're using. And they're going to say, sorry, we got to avoid getting, we got to avoid being sued. Uh, so it's not as easy as just repealing Section 230. I know that's a, a common refrain for people. This is a complicated thing, and humanity has never faced this before. And I would add this as we go to break. We'll take some of your calls, 800-282-2882, particularly parents I'm interested from. A lot of your kids are way smarter with tech than uh, than we are. 
right? The parents. Uh, my, my oldest son, my wife put up parental safeguards trying to limit how much he could use certain websites. And he knew almost instantaneously how to get around the guards. <laughs> I mean, he is more sophisticated and native to the space. So even if you are, this is where I would say, Buck, even if you're a super engaged parent, and even if you are a parent that is really on top of what your kids are doing online, they are smarter than you about using that in the same way that whatever you were into when your parent, when you were 16 and your parents were, you know, 45, whatever you were doing then that was smarter than your parents, they're doing that now, except it's with tech. Um, and so it, it is, I think it's the most challenging single part of parenting today by far. Let, let's take some calls on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I want to tell you guys, right, what's another challenging part of parenting? I bet a lot of parents out there don't feel like they have great energy. Uh, Buck, I was uh, the other day thinking about what percentage of my time is spent uh, either working or with my kids, like 99%, right? Like I almost have no time outside of work and my kids, and it takes a lot of energy. Uh, I feel like I have pretty good energy, got a lot of jobs, got a lot of young kids to keep up with, but I feel like, uh, you know, as the years go on, that's probably going to begin to decline, and that's because my testosterone level is naturally going to begin to decline, and a lot of you are dealing with that. As you get into your 40s like I am, as you get into your 50s, as you get into your 60s, Maybe you don't have the same vim, vigor, vitality as you used to. Maybe it's time to check out Chalk. Our friend Seton, great Texan, has created a fabulous business. It's all natural. This is guaranteed over the course of 90 days to increase your testosterone levels by 20%. If you're a man out there, testosterone is the engine that fuels much of your energy on a day-to-day basis. All natural. How much would you feel better with 20% more testosterone? What do you have to lose? Get 35% off subscriptions for life when you go to chalk.com slash clay. That is chok.com. You can use my name, Clay, as the code. Get hooked up now. Put some vim, vigor, vitality back in your life. Be able to chase those kids around. Be able to chase those grandkids around. Hey, how about just don't look like Joe Biden? Uh, get hooked up today. Chalk.com. Testosterone in your life. 35% off. Buy it now. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. 
Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this that's day. The thing. That's we the didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh my God. You were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs yeah. and <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into, right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how how lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you. A lot of people hopping in right now wanting to react. Uh, Heather in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. You've got a 17-year-old and you ran into some peril on social media uh, with that that 17-year-old. What happened? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, uh, just... Two weeks ago, she was caught up in a little argument between girls on Snapchat that turned into a school fight uh, where, you know, she ended up getting hit in the face and she retaliated back. And now she has a disorderly conduct charge. She's never been in trouble once in her life. And we've tried to monitor social media the best we can, but you said it best. I mean, they're just smarter than we are and trying to navigate Social media apps as a parent is so hard. And it just, you know, I wish the social media uh, platforms and their leadership were more advocates for parents on this, giving us more tools. I mean, we can only do so much from home. Do you think your daughter um, would have gotten in trouble if social media didn't exist the way that she did? No, I don't. I don't yeah. think so. They, I mean, they, they, this perpetuated because these, these children, they they video record each other fighting. It's almost like they're egging each other on. And this didn't exist when I was in high school. I mean, sure, there was the occasional fight, but it wasn't to, like, the, the brawl effect that you see. It's almost uh, it's almost encouraged. Thank it seems yeah, like. thank you for the call. It didn't go viral, right? If you saw a fight in high school, the 15 people who watched it might talk about it. It didn't get clipped and shared and then become its own story by itself. Uh, on social media like it's happening on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I want to tell you about Pure Talk. <laughs> Ironically enough, as a cell phone, just let him get on social media, we're monitoring what he does on social media. 14-year-old's going to get a phone in, what, nine months or so, and he'll be a Pure Talk phone as well. 
It's going to save you up to $1,000 over the course of a year and will allow you to be in better touch with your family than ever before. If you go right now, use pound 250 as the code. Make the switch today. How much difference could $1,000 mean to your family at the end of the year? Pound 250. Do it today. We're talking here about the uh, hearings on Capitol Hill. All the big tech CEOs are there. They're getting yelled at by senators. Some of them are apologizing, but also claiming that their products do not actually harm mental health uh, specifically, and the data says so, et cetera, et cetera. Um, parents all across the country, this is a big deal, um, this effect of social media on your kids in a whole range of ways, on their safety, uh, on their mental health, uh, on their social development. Um, you know, I've, I've come across... Clay, even just meeting friends of mine's kids, you know, who like kind of never look up from the iPad and never acknowledge you. I, this is a common thing. Yes. You know, but at some point I remember my parents were very strict about shaking people's hands, looking them in the eye. Please, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, please. All that. I tried to do that stuff too. Yeah. Your kids are incredibly well behaved. Um, at least from my interactions with them. So good job, Clay. But, uh, it's. It's a thing. It's a big thing. And um what's going on with social media? So we want to take calls. We got parents, parents, millions of them across the country listening to the show. Uh let's see. Wesley in North Carolina, you're up first. What's up, Wesley? Hey, yes, I got a twelve year old daughter and a thirteen year old daughter, and the way I've combated, they ha- do not have cell phones and they will not. They get a cell phone when they show me a driver's license, and that's it, period. Um, they're in every sport possible. I'm around hundreds and hundreds of parents, and 99.9% of the parents always ask me, well, how do you do that? How do you do that? How, 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 how do they not have a phone? How, 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 how? I wish I could have done that. I wish I could have done that. And they all are in awe of me and my wife and like, man, I wish I would have done that. I wish I Wesley, I'm glad you brought this up because one of the big issues is peer pressure, right? Like, uh, when one kid gets a cell phone, then a lot of times the circle of kids around them end up with cell phones too because parents say, well, that kid's got it. Well, now I need to have it and stuff like that. And everybody can draw their own line. So you're drawing the line. Your girls will get cell phones, and I think that's probably a, a very valid point, when they're driving around in a car for safety's sake, right? You get a flat tire, you need help, uh, you would then want them to have a cell phone. But until then, you're drawing the line at 16. I don't think that's a bad move. We've drawn the line at 14, um, you know, and 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 social media at 16, but that seems reasonable. A lot of kids buck 10-year-olds. Thank you for the call, Wesley. It's not uncommon for 10- and 11-year-old kids to have cell phones now. Like that is not abnormal. I, I at don't all. understand, and and I say this, I don't, I don't have kids yet. Um, we're working on it, uh, but I don't understand why a ten year old would need a cell phone unless it is, to be clear, only a call and text, like a text and phone call capable phone that you can only call family members or text family members. So that way. You know, there's yeah. actually a, an a enhanced safety component, right? Mom and dad can call you. You can call mom and dad. If, you, you know, your your sister Sally is going to be picked up from school, you know, she can text you. But with very clear limitations, I, I don't know how good they are about making these kinds of programs for phones yet. I mean, I know, like, YouTube, you sign in and, you know, like, my uh, my little nephew watches these programs, like, Trash Truck or something it's called, or Trash Garage. I don't know. There's a... I forget the name of it. The point is, like, he only can watch certain things on YouTube, which is a good thing because he's three. Um, yep. 
but uh, I, you know, I, I think that those programs are all are all important, and and maybe that's part of the conversation. We want to take Zoe in Wisconsin. What's up, Zoe? Eighteen-year-old and a twenty-one-year-old, so I'm a little later on this thing. And if I had known what's going on with this, I would have done it differently. But I want to say, I think the problem I have had in the past with changing this thing around is the parents don't support each other. I don't want my kids getting phone calls at 2 a.m. So I had to put their phones in the kitchen. But, I, you know, everyone else says they'll do the same thing, but they don't, you know. So feeling kind of lonely when you're the only one that's kind of mandating stuff, you know. And um, parents say they want to do it, but when it comes, you know, push comes to shove, I don't think they're pulling it. So you can give them all the tools you want, but if they're not going to use them, I don't know. Zoe, that's a that's a great point on parents. The other thing is, parents have bad habits with their cell phones too. Yep. Right. So I mean, it's hard. Oh, there's a whole conversation to be had there. No cell phones at the dinner table, everybody. Don't put them on the dinner table. Don't pull them out at the dinner table. If you need a little bowl to put your phone in, like we used to do before we go into a skiff environment, and you know the government days, not allowed. I, the apple doesn't far, fall far from the tree often. So parents, uh, you know, sometimes you've got to reflect upon your own, uh, phone usage. I remember, Buck, it was funny. Um, uh, I was, I was recently down at the beach and a dad was outside with a couple of, <laughs> I just happened to overhear him. He was outside with a couple of his kids and his wife was shopping in a, in a store and he tried to call her and she didn't answer. And, you know, uh, and then he hung up and he's like, he's just talking to himself. He's like, 30 seconds after anybody posts on Instagram, she's got a reaction to it, doesn't ever pick up her phone when it rings anymore. Right? Like, uh, and, and so the usage of phones has moved very often from it used to be like you call somebody. I don't know about you, Buck. If somebody leaves me a voicemail now, I'm actually unhappy that they left. I'm like, just sit, like, why are you going to make me go in and listen to a voicemail? Just text me, right? Like, give me uh, two sentences on what you need. I don't remember the last time I left a voicemail, but it's funny about the way it used to be they used because it's gone primarily from a place where you would call to somewhere where you're going to be primarily acting on social media, I think, for a large percentage. I generally, I, I try to be better about this. I'm generally a little annoyed when a phone number calls me that I don't know. Oh yeah. Now, now that can obviously change if it's, you know, if somebody I want to hear from and they're calling me from a new number or something, fine. But generally, if I see a number that I don't know, my reaction as I'm picking up the phone is, this better be good. Like that's kind of my, my mentality. I don't is, this better answer. be somebody I want to talk to. I don't, if the, if a phone number pops up on my screen that I don't know, I mean, I almost never answer. I mean, by the way, you know, we're talking about, about kids in tech, by the way. Yeah. Couple things that people, um, you know, it, and look, it's tough. I'll say, for example, I, I wish I could say that I no phone for me at all an hour before bedtime and the blue light and all that stuff. I'm not disciplined enough about that. Um, but phones at the dinner table, absolutely not. Don't, don't put them on, you know, when you're having dinner as a family and people say, oh, well, I'm not saying you can't have it so that you can hear it if it's nearby and someone has to call you. There's always the possibility of some kind of emergency or something. But I see this thing where people will sit down and they'll all put their phones out on the table. And yeah. I'm like, why don't we just put an iPad out there too? Maybe put like a stereo system and you know, no, no phones at the dinner table. That is one rule. Another thing, and this one gets me, I, I, people get a little heat. We actually had a TV in the bedroom when we moved into our, our new home here in, in Miami, Clay. Like it was mounted, ready to go. Yep. We took it out and gave it away. 
don't have a TV in your, have a place where you watch TV. I love watching some good TV. I get it. You know, have a family room, have a place where you watch TV, your study, the family, whatever it is. TV in the bedroom, uh, it's, it's, there's all kinds of research about what it interferes with and how it can take over. And I'm just telling, this one gets a little tense for some people, but you really don't want to have a TV set in your bedroom. Just saying. I have a TV set in my bedroom. We, we didn't have one. It was already mounted on the wall. That's interesting. You took it off and we moved into this house. We never had one before. And I've been in this house now for I'm telling you, people get very, so. people feel oh, very, yeah. they get very mad at me over this one. I grew up with a TV in my bedroom as a kid, but you know, and my parents had a TV in their bedroom. I'm, I, the more I've read about it, I'm very opposed to it. You should have, you should make the conscious decision that I want to go watch something now and I'm going to the place where we watch TV together, either alone or as a family or whatever. Otherwise, you can get into the just flipping it on, flipping it on, flipping it on. I'll tell you one thing, no TV in the bedroom, you read a lot more books, which helps with your sleep, helps with your blood pressure. I, I know, uh, this is, uh, it's a good thing I, I we bet, don't have like I a TV the, sponsor. Samsung is not sponsoring us, but. I bet you, I bet the data reflects you have more amorous activity too. That would be my guess. It, it, Clay, in general. It 100% does. Yeah. It is, it I, interferes I think that's with marital relations, everybody. People don't like to hear this. Read the, read the data. Dory in Phoenix. What you got for us? So, um, I want to say I agree that social media is awful. I think it's terrible. And I am thankful that my daughter-in-law never was on it. But I think for us to trust those fake outragers in Washington who are doing it, quote-unquote, for the children and pretending like they're going to do something when what will ultimately happen, this is like a gateway into censoring us because pretty soon it will be dangerous for them to hear Republicans say something. And I don't think we can trust them at all. I think parents, it's really hard, but we need to do the hard work. Can I just jump in, Dory? I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, you nailed it. You know, I feel like, uh, what's his name in old school when he says that was perfect. Like he has nothing to add, you know, uh, raging Cajun. Um, Adore, I think James you're 100%. Carville. Yeah. James Carville. Thank you. I think you're 100% correct. Um, and I, and I think that I have a rule. I don't know if you used to listen to me when I was doing solar radio, but I always say never trust politicians when they say they're doing something for your safety or for your children because they're almost always lying. It's those are the two things that they will abuse as concepts to get away with stuff. Um, and I, I think for this, it's just Clay. The fact that both. Uh, so anyway, I, do you have anything to add to Dory? I thought Dory no. Said I would just say on. to Dory. I think Dory made a great point. The thing I would say is the way I would look at it is take it outside of social media and take it outside of the internet. I just come back to this time after time. We decided for movies there should be R-rated movies, there should be PG-13 movies, PG, right? There should be age restrictions on social media apps that are actually applied in a way that are somewhat effective, right? You shouldn't be able to, just like you can't go see an X-rated movie. I, but historically, before the Internet put pornography everywhere, every, I guarantee you, every single heterosexual man listening to us right now tried to get a Playboy magazine. When you were 14 or 15 years old, you tried to get your hands on a Playboy magazine to see pictures of naked girls. You had to work at it. You might have come up with a scheme. You tried to pretend you were 18 when you went into a convenience store. I bet almost 100% of boys that grew up into men that are listening to us right now who are around that age put that effort in. There was a restriction 
on your ability to buy magazines, <laughs> and everybody understood this, it. This is Clay, like, you know, my generation, we had to earn yeah. our glimpse of Playboy magazine. That's right. We had to go if you high wanted to see, low. If you wanted to see a boob, you had to put a lot of mental energy into it back in the day. Now it's super easy. But my point on it is just everybody understood that you couldn't just be 12 years old and go buy a Playboy magazine. And by the way, Playboy was tame compared to some of the stuff that they sold on, you know, a grocery store or even a gas station magazine racks, right? How have we created a world where suddenly any 12-year-old on the planet, by and large, can go to any website with anything on it? You can believe in free speech and be anti-censorship and also believe that age limits are appropriate in terms of what kids should be well, exposed well, states to. States are, are doing that now with both verifying what gets uploaded to the Internet, which yeah. is an important piece of this, as well as age verification for people who are going to be trying to see certain content. And I, you know, we haven't even had a conversation about how, uh, you know, online pornography, I mean, there's so much to talk about with how online pornography is really bad, but, uh, you know, even for adult males, you know, uh, con- consenting adult, adult males, um, it's, it's very bad for you. It's very, it's a very bad, uh, habit. It's a very bad for your psychology, but that's, we don't have a time to get into that right now. Maybe uh, I'm, I'm already waiting for people to yell at me over the TV thing, so I won't tell them that they should all give By up. By the way, producer Ali says, Buck, they don't even have televisions in their house. So she's just one-upping you. She and Gerard don't even have a television. I didn't have a TV in my apartment, in my home from 2000 and I want to say 2012 to 2016. I had about four years where I didn't have a TV. But you had an iPad where you could watch like I had a laptop where I could watch yeah. some Netflix, yeah. but I did not have a television for four yeah. years as an adult. And I read so many it's books. It's true. I used to go to the Strand bookstore like a mega nerd and get stacks of books and actually read them. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to some of this. It's a great bookstore, the Strand, by the way. That's such a fun place. I mean, I used to sell my used books to them and then buy more used books. It was great. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to make money. I don't want to lose money. So unfortunately that means I'm going to probably have to listen to Clay on this one. Because the big game is coming up in Las Vegas, and I was saying right. I'd take the other side of the prize pick um, that he's going to do. But no, no, I'm, I'm going to ride on his coattails, because I actually want to make sure that I'm winning here. There's no better way than the prize pick app to, to get involved with the big game and turn $10 into $250. Um, and that prize picks lets you do that. It's a lot of fun. I'm using it now. It's super user-friendly and easy. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection, and place your entry. Single easiest pick you'll find right now in prize picks is if Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you win on prize picks. What well, is that really? That more than one that yard? That is that is a giveaway that prize picks is just giving everybody because I, I, even I am quite certain he will throw for more than one yard. I believe. It would be, I mean, he would basically have to get knocked out of the game on the first play of the game for him. I think I would throw for more than one. I think I would throw for more than one yard. I could probably do one of those like shuffle passes over to the side. Anyway, shovel passes, shuffle pass, shuffle. What is it? A shovel pass? Shovel pass, right? Yeah, a little underhand, underhand pass. Yeah. On the field. You're right. Exactly. Not, not the manliest pass, but that's how I would do it. Anyway, you get quick withdrawals, huge selection, prize picks, the only daily fantasy platform with injury insurance as well. I'm using prize picks. Clay's using prize picks. I'm winning lately, too. I smoked it on tennis, by the way. That's right, Clay. I thought you'd be proud of me. When are you going to give us your picks for the big game? I'm going to do it next week. I don't want to, right. I, I, I'm, I'm teasing it in advance. I'll, I'll let you know what my All picks right. are going to be. Probably and, and, do it from, uh, Super Bowl, uh, 57, where I'm going to be in Las Vegas. 
and all all of the stress is on Clay because I'm going to do whatever he does on this one because he knows the big game better than me. Prize Picks, friends, go download it. Download the Prize Picks app. Use code Buck when you do. That's Prize Picks and use code Buck. Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang, a weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. We are lucky to be sitting with Alan and Amy Matthews in the flesh, William, Rusty Russ, and Betsy Randall. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When those legends get here, let me know. <laughs> you're here. You're here already. No. Uh, we didn't either when we were watching yeah, this. That's, day. Day. that's we the We didn't problem. realize it until we uh, started getting into seasons three and four, and now we're like, oh, my God. We were both so good on the show, and we missed it because we were we young. We were kids and, and so self-involved. Egomaniacs. Yeah. And <laughs> didn't realize well, no, how great you were. We've talked about it. I think you just assumed everybody was as good as them. And, right. and then right. you get into right. as you grow up and you work with other actors, you realize how how lucky we were yeah. to have you guys. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back in, Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. Uh, top of the next hour, by the way, uh, the Attorney General of the State of Tennessee, Jonathan Scarmetti, a really fascinating lawsuit filed this morning 
um, in the Eastern District of Tennessee, Virginia and Tennessee together, basically going after the NCAA's ability to control college athletics, name, image, and likeness. This is a big monster potentially uh lawsuit with a lot of different tentacles. We're going to talk with them about that. I think many of you are going to enter be entertained by that. Um but I I wanted to uh we got a couple more calls in here that I wanted to hit before we finished. Uh Nick in West Michigan. Nick, what you got for us? Uh Verizon has a watch for kids called the Gizmondo like I think they're up to the third version of it. Yeah. Uh, the parents control it all through an app. And uh, it has, like, 15 people that they're allowed to call or text. Yep. I've heard about this. Pre-programmed text. And that's what we got for our kid. Uh, so they call us, you know, when they get home from school or get to their friend's house or whatever. Then you yep. can also track them. That's, yeah, this is the kind the of thing that I think really, really, you know, makes things simpler and, and is the this is the way forward. I think also, Buck, um, I think the flip phone is going to start to come back more. And some of you out there are going to think I'm crazy. I, I mean, like an old school, like it's just a phone, right? Like that. If you why not just give your kids just a phone? Do you remember when Morpheus in the original Matrix had that Motorola phone with the little piece that came down? Yes. And how cool that was! I would do a throwback to that Morpheus phone. That thing was badass. I think you know, and most people initially got cell phones for like I remember I had that big Zach Morris block phone when I was 16, oh, driving yeah. for the, the first airstrike time. The airstrike phone. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think that's when people initially got them. I think the throwback to the flip phone would make a lot of sense for 15 and 16 year olds out there, honestly. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com.